Are you ready for the next episode? All right, let's get into it. Hey, friends. I just uploaded an episode to my computer, and immediately I see Matthew 7. And I'm like, okay, I need to do a part two. I was just talking about sheep. And there's a caution with sheep in Matthew 7. And you'll see what I mean when I start reading. Matthew 7.15 Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. Okay, it goes on 21 to say, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will I enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is seen in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. 24 goes on to say, Therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who has built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who has built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching, because he had taught as one who, who had authority, and not as their teachers of the law. I don't know if you've heard of the book written by Rick Joyner. There were two trees in the garden. This is an awesome book that explains spirit and law and the misconception of the Old Testament being law and legalism and the New Testament being spirit. But you have to look at it as a Old Covenant and New Covenant. So there were two trees in the garden that challenged the course of the entire human race. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life. Metaphorically, these same two trees continue to be the challenge that will determine the course of our lives. And when we become Christians, these challenges don't end. But they um, many times increase. And we will have to choose between the fruits of these trees. Between them we find the focal point between the kingdom of God and the domain of evil. Understanding the difference may be the most important understanding one could ever have. We must understand that Satan did not tempt Eve with the fruit of the tree of knowledge just because the Lord's prohibition to eat it 
He tempted her with it because the source of his power was rooted in that tree. The Lord did not give the prohibition just to test Adam and Eve. He did it because he knew that the fruit of the tree was poison. When he instructed Adam to not eat from the tree of knowledge, he did not say, if you eat from that tree, I'm going to kill you. But in the day that you eat from it, you will surely die. That's in Genesis 2.17. It was not just man's disobedience that brought death to the world, but the fruit from this tree. The tree of knowledge of good and evil metaphorically represented the law, which includes the law given by God through Moses, as well as what we call legalism. Legalism is an adherence to humanly imposed laws which are implemented to try to make men righteous. Why did God give the law if the fruit was poison? It is for the same reason that he put the tree of knowledge in the garden. It was to free man so that he could have a special relationship to God. This relationship would not come by eating from the tree, just as it cannot come through the law. The tree of knowledge had to be put in the garden because there was no freedom to obey unless there was freedom to disobey. There could not be true worship unless there was the freedom not to worship. We will examine this in more depth later, but this is why the Apostle Paul declared, the power of sin is in the law. See 1 Corinthians 15.56. This is because... It is through the law that we derive our knowledge of good and evil. Those are just some excerpts of this book. This is mind-blowing. The freedom to have a relationship with God. The freedom to choose worship. God did not create little robots to program. If you choose not to worship God, God says, okay. Does it break his heart? Of course it does. Think about a parent. And when that child leaves home and they choose something other than what the parent's vision for that child, whatever it is, a parent is not going to stop worrying about that child. But there comes a point when a parent understands, I can't force you to do what I want you to do. Really, none of us can. None of us can force the next person to love us, to want to be around us, to spend time with us. It takes maturity to say, you know what? I respect your choices. It's not what I would choose, but I respect it. God does the same thing with us. He allows us to choose whether we're going to be his sheep and follow him or be something else. If you have chosen something else, maybe you want to choose something different in this moment. Maybe you heard this episode and you're saying, Leah... I'm feeling something stir up inside me that changed my mind. Friend, listener, it's not too late. If you changed your mind, there's nowhere you can outrun God. I love Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before. You lay your hand upon me. 
Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for the darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well my frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Where do I count them? They would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. If only you, God, would say to the wicked, away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's just take a moment to meditate on that word. If you need to turn this off, do so. I encourage you, if you're seeking God right now, to do so. Welcome back if you took a pause to praise God, to meditate, to hear from Him. That's more important than my episode, is to listen. The Holy Spirit moved you to do something different. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For those of you who are still with me, I thank you for being on this journey. I can't wait to hear your testimonies of victory. I love it. I love it. If you put a heart in the comments, email me. Tell me your prayer requests. I'm praying with you. I'm so grateful for doing this together. This is so encouraging. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I pray that you return and listen to more episodes. Share with your friends and loved ones that you think would benefit from this episode. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any thoughts, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to prudentpeers at gmail.com. You know how I do. I love y'all. I'm praying for y'all. Until we meet again, deuces.